What is up, Hopers? And what is really good, Dopers? Guys, we have a special guest coming on the podcast today. It's going to make it a special episode, Mikey. I'm very excited to have him on the show. Um, it's your brother-in-law. It is. Shio Kapadia. Shio Kapadia. We, uh, I don't know. We got questions. We're gonna fucking, uh, we're gonna see. He writes for the Athletic, and uh, he's a football guy. We're gonna, we're gonna go hard. We're gonna ask him. You, you have. I, I got, I, can't, I got a couple questions. But I can't wait to you I got to a get your free base. I can't wait for you to get your Colt questions. Oh out my there. god, the Colts things are gonna be fucking yeah. running through me because guys, he worked. He was with the Eagles when Carson Wentz was there. And if you guys are laymans and not <laughs> smart, then. You wouldn't know that Carson Wentz is not on the Colts, so it's like, hey, it's a connection. It, it all makes sense. And we've been talking for a while uh, about getting him on. And Here's, we're going to have him on. No, literally, like, not too long after we started the yeah. podcast, you're like, why don't we just get him on? Yeah. And it, it's just always That's been, it. yeah, yeah. And now we finally did. So you want to jump into it? Let's get let's get him on. All right, cool, guys. So this is Shil Kapadia. Uh, we hope the interview goes well. If it doesn't, uh, too bad. Just listen, please. All right, uh, so guys, we have a very special guest on uh, this week's episode. We've been talking about it for years, about getting him on, and we finally got him on. He's graced us with his uh, with his presence, and uh, he's my brother-in-law. Uh, he's the father of my two lovely nieces, the husband to my sister. Just want to throw it out there. And uh, he's a senior writer uh, for The Athletic, uh, also hosts a podcast called Birds with Friends, which I know I've listened to too. Um, and we finally got him on, and we're super excited and um, honored to introduce Sheil Kapadia to the podcast. Sheil, thanks for coming on, my man. Well, this is great because normally when I do interviews, you know, the producer comes on before, hi, can I just, you know, go over the last name, make sure we don't uh, mispronounce it? Not an issue here. I mean, if you would have screwed up my last name here, uh, we would have been off to a, ro a rocky start. So already this is going well for me. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And that would have been terrible. And I would never do that. Come on. Come on now. Uh, but but Mikey, uh, obviously a, a huge NFL fan, uh, obviously a Colt fan. But, you know, she I come over. It's fucking, you know, it's April and he's over here just on the NFL network. He's going hard. So he's definitely like the biggest aside from you. He's definitely like the biggest NFL nut that I know. So I know it's just been going on for yeah. years where he's like, you got to get him. When are we getting Sheila on? So we finally Yeah, no, him. I'm like, your brother-in-law. <laughs> like, like I remember in Seattle, like, you had a job with the Seahawks. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And then back to Philly, and I'm like, I got to meet this guy. I got to talk to him. Like, I don't know. Um, like, I don't know people that work inside the business of the NFL, as I'm sure a lot of people don't. So I know you're you're probably a little jaded right now, but you have a really – cool job so will you just kind of give like maybe a little brief you know maybe a little summary of your job and kind of what you do on a day-to-day -day basis um for the athletic and the eagles yeah sure no it, it is a it is a fun job i try not to uh lose sight of that so basically i i covered teams in the past like you mentioned i covered the seahawks I covered the Eagles and, you know, with those jobs, you're, you're showing up every day to uh, practices. You are interviewing the coaches, you're interviewing the players, whether it's press conferences or going in the locker room and you're just trying to write stories that are, uh, I, I, my objective has always been, you know, try to be uh, entertaining, informative, 
to the audience. So, you know, I, I grew up a big sports fan. What did I want to know about? That's kind of how I always uh, approached it. Don't be boring. Don't do what other people are doing. Try to kind of find some uh, creative ways to write about the team you're covering. So I did that. And uh, a few years ago, got bumped up a little bit to this uh, this national role. So now it's not just one team. It's a hey, write about the whole uh, NFL, all, all 32 teams. So, um, you know, some of it is still the same. You know, I went on a little training camp tour where I mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, visited uh, four or five training camps and I went and I watched their practices and I talked to some coaches and some players and some GMs. Uh, and then you write stories, uh, obviously, about that. So that part is similar, just with a wider scope. And then, uh, you know, there, there's other aspects to it. I like the X's and O's aspect of it. I like the analytics aspect of it. And so a lot of it is just trying to do analysis. Hey, this is why this team's going to suck this year. Hey, this is why this team's going to the Super Bowl this year and not making it uh, uh, you know, superficial, trying to make sure you're yep. doing your research and giving the audience, um, you know, something that they, they find uh, worthwhile and useful. That is fantastic. So now you obviously have your sources of uh, people in the league, whether it's, uh, I know uh, journalists don't like to name their sources, right? But um, in the NFL, out of the teams and the people you interviewed, who and what role it's like your favorite person to interview. Like, do you like talking to the GMs? Do you like talking to the players the most, which might be the answer? Do you like, you know, the trainers, the guys a little lower? Who are like the coolest and most interesting people to talk to that you've, you know, kind of encountered? Yeah, that's a that, that's a good question. I so I'm not, you know, I don't want to be, or, nor am I like, uh, you know, what you would see somebody on ESPN or NFL Network be termed an insider. You know, the the people who are breaking the news and saying, hey, this guy signed for forty million dollars, or this trade is is happening. That's not really my uh, niche. There's certainly sort of um, an art or a strategy for doing that. You're talking to GMs, you're talking to agents, you're talking to a lot of different people and trying to break news. So I would say I am more in kind of the analysis realm where I say, Hey, the, uh, you know, for example, the Los Angeles Rams traded for Matthew Stafford, right? This off season. So I'm not breaking that news, but once that happens, my editor's like, all right, you know, let's go analyze this move. Was it smart? Was it stupid? What are both sides of it? What does it mean for both teams? You know, are can they win the Super Bowl? And so that's more my realm in terms of the interviews. I mean, it's not really just, uh, it really depends who you get. I mean, there are uh, players who I have loved to talk to, you know, there's um, uh, Jason Kelsey is like the was the Philadelphia Eagles center center. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I was covering the team, he gave this like very famous Super Bowl speech yep. after they, they won the Super Bowl. But before that, a few years prior, uh, you know, they had this coach Chip Kelly who had come from Oregon to the NFL and like he was doing things way differently than anybody else. Like they wouldn't huddle in between snaps like his whole thing was play fast so they would just run a play uh you know complete incomplete run whatever get back to the line of scrimmage do it again and so so it it was like um it it was a lot different than what other teams were doing and so uh someone like jason kelsey i could go up to and i had known him a little bit and you know he knew who i was and so it was like hey explain this to me hey this play what what happened here you know you guys got stuffed on a fourth down can you kind of just break it down for me and he was willing to do that other players 
you know, they'll sort of be like, you know, I'm not getting into that. Or it's like they're giving away state secrets or, or <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So <laughs> it really kind of just um, depends who you get. And it's the same with coaches. You know, there's always a feeling out period when you first interview a coach. You know, they'll be like, all right, what's this guy all about? Is he trying to make us look bad? Is he trying to dig up some dirt? Is he trying to find legitimate stories? And so you always have that. Um, when I was in Seattle, I, I liked covering Pete Carroll. You know, we certainly had a feeling out period where I felt like early on he's kind of giving me short answers or being like, you know, chill out. I'm not telling, I'm not talking to you about this, yep. but you know, as the months go on and you're showing up every day and they see you, it gets a little bit easier. So it just, it really just, just does uh, depend on the individual. So I just have one follow Mikey. Sorry. No, so ahead. what did you think of Nick Sirianni's uh, first press conference, right? That kind of went viral and people were like, Oh my God, this guy sounds like, you know, and he was the, you know, OC for the Colts. So, I mean, I've known Nick Sirianni for a little bit, so not personally, but I mean, <laughs> so I knew who he was. And he kind of got ripped for that uh, for that press conference. Um, I'm sure that was virtual. I don't know if you were there or not, but what did you think um, of that? Was it kind of unfair? Did you did you kind of think he did flub that uh, that kind of first press conference or, or what? Yeah, I would say both those things are correct. You know, you look at it and you're like, all right, he probably, you know, he should have been coached up a little bit more. He should have, you know, but, but at the same time, it's like, are we really going to judge a coach by his press conference? Exactly. And, uh, yep. You know, and I was just at some recent, uh, you know, the Eagles and the Jets had these joint practices that uh, I attended in, in New Jersey where the two teams practice against each other. And he had like press conferences there. And I mean, the guy sounded like every other NFL coach. So, yeah. like, you know, it takes a couple months. It takes practice. It's not the easiest media market. You know, the, the Philadelphia market has a lot of reporters firing questions at you. And so um, I'm sure he wishes he probably uh, would have that back. But, you know, my, my big thing is, like, don't, you know, don't judge a coach by how he performs at the press conference. Yeah. I mean, th there's an art to sort of getting the media to eat out of the palm of your hand. You know, if you're like... Uh, calling reporters by their names and uh, smiling and saying, yeah. Hey, that's a, you know, that's a good question. And, you know, answering honestly, like you're going to get the benefit of the doubt. You shouldn't, I mean, it shouldn't matter, right? It should only matter how you perform, but like, that's just human nature where, all right, this person is, uh, you know, I, I have a good relationship with, I might go a little bit easier on them than somebody who's just being a complete jerk to me. That, that, that's just mm. um, kind of how it goes. So I think he, I think he's eased into it um, to answer your question. Now, okay. I know you're dropping hot, you know, articles. I keep seeing them in which, you know, we keep swiping up on, which, Sheila, I have to subscribe to The Athletic. I always just never did, yeah. but I think now's the time. I mean, you're dropping a lot of good ones. So. Come on, I can hook you up. I can, <laughs> I can get you a subscription. Jeez, I mean, it takes, it takes like, what, five years to get on the podcast? We can't wait another five years to get you, like, an athletic subscription. As soon as this is over, uh, you, you will have one. Hey, I mean, that, that. look, I'd love to contribute. It's not a problem. We want to support, but uh, it's time because, yeah, I keep seeing all on your Instagram stories, uh, which we'll obviously plug at the end, but, you, you know, you're dropping a lot of these articles about predictions and whatnot. Obviously, you know, the one you put today, you put Jonathan yeah. Taylor as the leading rusher in the league, which is fantastic, and Mikey Let's is going to, you know, yeah, Mikey, uh, Mikey got a little excited fantastic. when he saw it, as he yeah. should. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to look because I didn't read, though, but what's your? what was your prediction? Uh, what did you put for the Cowboys? So for the Cowboys, I put... Uh, now, have you guys been watching uh, Hard Knocks? Or yep. no? Yes. I just didn't last night, but uh, yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay. So, well, I, I put there that uh, Dak Prescott will throw... I'm trying to think. I th Either I had he will throw for 5,000 yards, which is a, you know, a lofty yeah. goal usually. Mm. Uh, you know, people have done it before, but not often. 
or uh, I can't remember if I did that or if I just said he will lead the NFL in passing yards. And so um, I think the Cowboys defense is going to have a rough go. So Mm -hmm. I think they're going to need to throw the football a lot and score points. But I got to say, you know, watching hard knocks, uh, you know, you got to have some concerns about Mike McCarthy. I mean, (laughs) sometimes you watch hard knocks and like there's a player or a coach and you're like, oh, you know, love that guy. He's great. You know, I didn't know much about him. And then sometimes it goes the other way where you're like, this dude had an entire offseason to come up with, like, you know, his themes for the team. Mm. And he, what was it? Mojo? Oh, Mo- yeah, the, the Austin Powers. Dude, yeah. It made dude, me nauseous. I'm old now. I was yeah. in, like, middle school when, yeah. when that came out. Like, these are, you know, 23-year-old guys. Like, this is what you came up with. So I have my concerns about the coach there uh, in Dallas, but I do think they have a lot of talent. I do like Dak Prescott. And so mm. if his shoulder is right, I think he can have a big year. You know, McCarthy's just kind of... Got to get out of the way, you know. Don't be putting in long hours at the office. Let the rest of the staff do their job, and uh, you know, kind of just don't screw it up with, with the mojo moments and other other stuff. I gotta be honest, I cringed so hard week <laughs> one because they focused on it for like a good ten minutes, oh, and yeah, he went man. up to I forget which rookie he went up to. He goes, "Hey, you know what the problem is? You need to make that a mojo moment." And I go, "This isn't <laughs> not one person's like, oh my god, that's good. No. This was terrible. It was yes, it, it, it was, was embarrassing." Yeah. And it's honestly not the best. It's not that good of a season of hard knocks. It's I, not. We, we, Mikey and I always talk about. I know, and I, Sheila, I know you and I have talked about it before. But you gotta focus on the the rookies who are struggling, and you gotta focus on are they gonna make it or not. They try to throw in one here and there, but like that's what makes it's hard knocks. Mm-hmm. Like that's what the focus was for so long, and I feel like the last few seasons they haven't. Obviously, COVID kind of took that over last year and that was the focus when they were in uh, Los Angeles and whatnot but I don't know it, it just did you did you see who they cut Mikey did you see who they cut yesterday I two not. days ago okay all right it came out obviously it's no, not going to be on hard not yet I get but it but one of the three guys featured got cut who you can say it Danucci the quarterback oh yeah I'm such an asshole oh, yes I did that? see that okay, I'm so okay, sorry okay, I, okay, I didn't know okay. for someone else sorry sorry, okay. sorry. yeah all right well Terrible performance. No, I'm just saying it spoils like the yeah. hard, like kind of yes. na- like nowadays yes. with like all the news. It's like okay, but right. you would wait to be right. like who got cut, and now it's like all right, we know Danucci's gonna get cut. Uh, I mean, there's three no back to back fucking picks in that yeah. fucking preseason game was god awful. Yeah, uh, yeah, they've been str- they've really been struggling for uh, storylines. This usually mm. I'm like a sucker for this kind of show. I, yeah. I know, uh, <laughs> I know, Mikey. We've talked about Last Chance You, you know those types of shows. I'm just like I'm in. You know, take me inside a season. Um, it's gonna be entertaining. It feels hard to screw up, but uh, for the, for mm. this season, like they, I know you haven't watched uh, yesterday's yeah. episode. They did like uh, I swear it was a five minute montage on how hot it was. Oh God, like, that was d- horrible. Dude, we understand it's hot in in Texas in, in August. Like th- this what? is all you you know. They're showing like guys spitting out the Gatorade yep. and like sweating. I'm like, this is going on for way too long. You you must really not have a lot of material here. Yeah, no one's really standing <laughs> out though. That's the thing. No. You're right. It's like no one's like the oh dude, I can't wait to watch him next week. This they just like, don't have that. I like Zeke though. Sure. I, for some reason, I Dak kind of went down personality wise. I've always liked Dak mm-hmm. as a quarterback. I think he. Is I would have took him in a second before we got Wentz, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, but uh, <laughs> Zeke seems like a really fun-loving guy. He doesn't seem like he just seems really cool. That's the kind of the, the biggest takeaway for me this year is like, oh wow, Zeke, because you, you might think he's an asshole, right? Seeing him with the cutoff shirts and the, like he just you might think he's an asshole, but I'm like, oh wow, he's actually a really nice dude. I, yeah. I don't know. So that so I like Zeke now. I, I feel you. He's not like uh, outlandish. He's not like uh, he seems genuine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a good point. 
but yeah, he's I definitely know out there. That's for sure. You, you know, you're like, what's going? You know, you're yeah. like, I'm not sure if this guy's gonna like show up to every game or not. But yes, he does. He does yeah. always have. He does seem to always have a smile, uh, a smile on his on his face during the show, at least. That's true. All right, so let's get <clears> to the Colts though, because I can't contain <laughs> it anymore. All right, so. Let me ask you, you covered, uh, how? when did you start with the Eagles or, or like go back? I know you were there and then maybe you went back. I'm not sure. So, Yeah, so I returned to the to uh, cover the Eagles in 2017, oh, uh, perfect. their Super okay. Bowl uh, season. And then I also covered them the following year in 2018. And then kind of the next year is, again, you know, I, I still uh, am writing or talking about the Eagles quite a mm-hmm. bit, but just not on sort of the daily, hey, you know, th- this is kind of the full-time job. So it was two full seasons there. Two full seasons. Yeah, I just didn't know. Okay, so you were there for 2017 with, you know, Wentz's kind of uh, best year. Um it was, you know, kind of inevitable. Uh, inevitable. People were like, "Yep, you know, Carson Wentz is gonna get traded." Like, it, it, there was a lot of things going on. So, when you heard that news that Carson Wentz was traded to the Colts, um, as someone who had covered the Eagles and probably watched Carson Wentz um, and was close to the team, what was your first thought? Like, especially with the compensation, did you think like what were your kind of first gut reactions when you heard he was going to the Colts and what the Eagles got? Yeah, I was not surprised that he got traded, and I was not surprised by the destination. Uh, I was I was surprised by what the Eagles got in return for him. I did not think it was going to be quite that much. Uh, oh, and so, wow. Okay. Yeah, because, well, I mean, if you just look at it, so much of this stuff is just like, you know, it's kind of the recency bias of, hey, what just happened? And mm-hmm. last year, I mean, he was legitimately one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. And he had a, you know, he had a, a decent contract. And so you're looking at it going, all right, this is, if, if you're a team like the Colts or somebody else, this is a good sort of buy low option, right? You know, if, mm-hmm. if you think somebody's talented or, or has a high ceiling, the time to trade for them is when they are coming off that uh, bad year. So I thought the Eagles were going to have trouble, uh, you know, getting what they did for them. Now, I wouldn't wow. say like it, it wasn't outlandish. I wasn't, no. uh, I, I wasn't shocked. It was just a little bit more um, than I thought that they were going to get. And so, uh, you know, I, I had an inclination that, you know, really Carson Wentz, want, he, he kind of wanted a fresh start. You know, he did not want to uh, stick around in Philadelphia. Things did not go his way. It was a rough year. It was a rough couple of years for him. And so I think when he met with the Eagles after last season, when they had this disastrous season, it was sort of like, you know, he could have gone one of two ways. He could have said, you know, let, let's erase what happened last year. I'm here for the long haul. I want to, um, you know, I want to lead this franchise and uh, let's get it going next year. Or he could have said, you know what, it's been a nice run. Thanks for everything. But let's, uh, let's find a solution to get me elsewhere. Um, that makes sense for both of us. And, you know, my understanding is basically it was that second, um, the second part of that. Mm-hmm. And for the Eagles, I think it made sense too. You know, they are an older team. They were coming off a bad season. And so, you know, not a complete rebuild, but certainly a, a situation where you say okay get some draft picks for him and move on in a different direction yeah no I mean absolutely but I I, and but they brought in Nick Sirianni so I was like okay Carson's not going to get traded now they're going to try to maybe fix him right so from from what you were able to gather did a lot of people in that organization or around that organization think that Wentz could be quote-unquote fixed or were a lot of people like okay we got Jalen Hurts in the second round we're just gonna roll with him for a little bit or were people did people want Carson went still there from what you could gather. Yeah, I think in the organization, it, it, 
they wanted to hear Wentz say kind of what I, what I just mentioned. You know, mm-hmm. they wanted Wentz to say, listen, last year sucked. I didn't play well, but it's not over. I'm whatever, 28 years old. Yep. Let's go. Let, you know, I, I think they would have liked that outcome. They would have said, okay. I think if he would have said that, they would have said, all right, let's do it. We, you know, we're making a coaching change. Um, we want to move forward with you. Let's figure out a way to get this thing right. Now, I, I do think there were some doubts about whether he can be quote unquote fixed. You know, I, I think some of his flaws are flaws that you really haven't seen improved over the years. He's fumbled more than any other player since he's entered the league. I think it's like 58 fumbles or something. And so, you know, that ball security thing with quarterbacks, we always look at interceptions, but when a guy's fumbling that much, like that's going to crush you. Um, the durability stuff, you know, we're seeing oh. it already this summer where he suffers a foot injury on what was it? The second day of practice. And yep. so he's had those durability issues in the past as well. And then he's a quarterback where, you know, it's not like a Drew Brees or a Tom Brady where you're just like, you know, all those sort of quote unquote easy passes that when you're watching a game, you know, it's obviously not easy for like no, uh, one, of us easy. Th- Absolutely. one of us three to do. But when, no. it, when it's an NFL quarterback and it's like a, a six yard pass, you know, most yeah. of the time you're watching a game, right? That's going to be completed. Yeah. The guy's open. You hit him in stride. Those types of passes Carson Wentz really struggles with, like the the gimme the gimme passes where a coach says, "All right, let's get him something easy." You know, really, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, the, the, that type of accuracy he has really struggled with, and so he's someone who really needs to focus on his throwing mechanics, on his accuracy, yeah, his, foot, his front foot, like he. But I don't think he'll ever be able to fix that. Like he has that yeah. weird, you know what I mean? So like I I get that. But I've yeah. seen, and I know I'm a bias because obviously I'm a diehard Colts fan. So I'm like, okay, we Andrew Luck, you know, murdered us. Heart just broke my heart, and it's like, all right, uh, Philip Rivers was okay, and then it's like, Car- like I was happy when we were like, okay, we're getting Carson Wentz because I know, and obviously everybody does what it's like to not have a quarterback, and we have a good team, and it was like, okay, if we Wentz doesn't need to be anything close to what he was in 2017. I mean, Philip Rivers threw, had the most interceptions the year before, came to us, and did, wasn't even close to what um, the interceptions that he threw the year before. So it's like, I think the situation, like you said, kind of worked out for both, where it was like, okay, the Colts needed him, and the Eagles were wanted to get draft picks, definitely. But I just think it's really hard, right, to find a franchise quarterback. And I, I think Carson Wentz can be a franchise quarterback. I really, He's 28. I mean, so... It's and obviously I'm asking you because you were around the Eagles and stuff. So that's kind of why I'm like grilling you on this, just because I I've never talked to someone who was close to the situation at all. Um, So. So, yeah. So uh, from the Colts side of it, everyone was like optimistic. There was um, I listened to you might know these guys. I listened to one percent better Stephen Holder and Zach Kiefer, their podcast. Um, Absolutely. Yep. Great guys. Yeah. 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 I figured I was like, I definitely got to mention that to shield. Um, And they mentioned it. They're like, listen, Wentz, you know, we don't, we don't know what he's going to be, blah, blah, blah. But the overwhelming sentiment is like, okay, this is a good thing. If he can stay healthy and kind of get back to something of what he was, um, the Colts would be okay. So, so yeah. So I don't know, man, it's weird. It's like, it's like when what else what else were we supposed to do right like if you were the Colts did they make the right move what from you know from your and analyst opinion what what would you say from the Colts perspective 
Yeah, it's been such a tough spot for them because, you know, every coach and GM is like priority number one is how do we get a franchise quarterback? I mean, that just erases other mistakes you make. You can screw up draft picks. You can (laughs) be crushed with injuries. I I mean, all sorts of stuff can go wrong. If you, you know, if you have Patrick Mahomes, like, you know, chances are you're going to be in the playoffs every year. You're probably going to be competing for a Super Bowl every year, even if you screw other stuff up. So when Andrew Luck retired, yeah. Yeah, so so when Andrew Luck retired, um, you know, a few years ago, they were all of a sudden that the franchise was kind of thrown into disarray where it's like, all right, what do we do now? And so they've tried these different options. I think it was a fine gamble worth taking. You know, they're tied to Wentz for two years. Um, you know, it's unlikely that it's going to be the guy he was in 2017 when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, but it's probably unlikely that he's going to be as bad as he was last year. Like, it's going to be something... Mm-hmm. In between, in between, where he's probably going to be like a top, you know, I would say uh, like slightly above average, but not great is probably the most likely outcome for him if he can stay healthy. And I will say, uh, you know, a lot of people think that if anybody can sort of get the best version of Wentz, it is Frank Reich. Uh, you know, I, I think Reich is somebody that everybody likes, everybody respects, and specifically, um, he obviously has that history with Wentz mm-hmm. from when he coached him in Philadelphia. So uh, it's a big storyline. We'll, we'll We'll see uh, what happens, how healthy he looks at the start of the season. They've had sort of a nightmarish uh, summer and training camp. I mean, if you were picking like two or three teams that had just a a brutal uh, summer, the Colts would be on that list. But, you know, it'd be interesting to see how he looks in kind of a change of scenery. Okay. Okay. All right. So, Sheil, out of the – because you went to five uh, training camps this summer, correct? Yes. Which one was your least favorite? I don't know if you can't well, say yeah, that. We don't want to get him in trouble, but you know what <laughs> no, I mean? No, no, no. Yeah. Even... It's okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's which fine. one was your least favorite and which one did you like the most? Just based on everything, all the factors, the atmosphere, the actual location, the heat, whatever the case was, uh, the, you know, which, what, what would you say? Yeah, I thought that I thought the Colts uh, setup was the coolest. Now, I had never been to Indiana the, the state before, you know, and so Ooh. I was just driving around in my car to all these camps. And they're in this town called Westfield, Indiana, where yeah. they have training camp. And they're like, all right, the Westfield Sports Complex. And you look like it's, it's just open space, you know, yeah. like uh, I'm on the East Coast. You guys are on the East Coast. Like you don't just see like fields of open space where it's just like, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, they, so that's kind of where they practice. There's they have like these indoor fields. There are these, you know, next door. There are just these massive soccer fields where like youth teams are practicing on. And so uh, I thought their setup there um, was pretty cool. Least favorite is tough. You know, the, the rest of them pretty much uh, blend together. I was driving around. I'll tell you what, driving like, uh, you know, through central Pennsylvania or northern Pennsylvania to get to Buffalo, that was probably my least favorite um you know, portion of the trip. I'm like, where am I? Is there anywhere to stop to like go to the bathroom or eat? Uh, you know, am I good getting out of my car? And yeah. you're just kind of going through all these towns. Like, you know, you guys know when you, when you just like drive around America, you're, you're like, wow, there are a lot of like places that exist that, uh, that you sort of forget on a day-to-day basis when you're, uh, in your own bubble. So that was probably, uh, you know, that's not a specific camp, mm. but, uh, that was probably by my sort of least favorite portion of the trip, I would say. Now I know, you know, I know you're a big curb fan like the rest of us and you always like to fill me in if you've had like a LD moment. Was there any LD curb moments uh, anywhere during any of these trips for any reason? Mm-hmm. 
Oh my gosh, there were probably so many. Shoot, I wish I would have. Wow. I wish I, I would have asked you before. <laughs> I know. I wish I would have written them down. That I mean, as you know, that's like how my mind day to day. That's like all I'm thinking about as I'm, you know, interacting with people right. at uh, at hotels or at these facilities. I will say, and this is um, so. I w- I went to this Eagles Jets uh, that I mentioned. So that mm. it wasn't like part of my big trip, but I did just go there last week, and so. You know, you're waiting in line to check into the hotel and there's this guy who, who's in line and, uh, you know, the, the guy's checking him in and it's like, would you like, uh, you know, two queen beds or a king size bed? And, and so this guy's like, I'll take two queen size beds. The only time I need a king is when I'm getting some action. I'm like, dude, this, this, this guy does not need this information from you. Like, keep the line moving, make your bed choice, and yeah. move on. Like, you know, this guy's got a... So everyone was trying to be COVID safe with their mask on. This guy's probably had a long day. Like, I don't understand the oversharing. Like, nobody needs that information from you. You know, just make your choice and move on. So, I, you know, I was pretty happy I did not uh, have any interaction interactions with that guy uh for the remainder of my trip uh, otherwise i might have had to say something that's a cur- I, hey yeah. that's a ld moment for sure oversharing yeah. <laughs> why, why are you oversharing for okay all right that's a good one i know i should have i should have texted you earlier give us your best curb moment because i feel like i'm always we're always getting texts in our you know from you if there is a, a good curb moment in your life so all right that was a good one if I think of something later, you know, I'll just do it in my own audio recording yeah. on my computer yeah. and I'll just send it to you. You can add it insert, as a bonus to the right end of the in. episode. So uh, back to like, uh, like who was your, did you grow up an NFL fan? Do you, did you have a favorite team? I did. Yeah, I was an Eagles fan. We grew up, uh, oh. you know, in the Philadelphia suburbs. And so um, I was, uh, I, I was a big Eagles fan growing up. And then, you know, kind of once you, uh, it's. I know it sounds weird to say, and some people still don't believe me, but it, I mean, it is the truth that sort of once you start covering the team or it's your job, like, don't get me wrong, it's still like a lot of fun. I, I love doing it. Um, it's really fun when you're going covering games, but I really, you know, your rooting interest goes out the window. You're just like, all right, you know, how can I write something that's going to be good after this game? Or how can I say something fun on this podcast um, to sort of be good at my job over caring about whether the team wins or not? So you lose that magic a little mm. bit in in the fandom, huh? When you when you become a journalist of your favorite team. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, we wrote like a long piece on the athletic in the spring that was sort of a deep like you know, deeply reported sort of investigative piece on how the Eagles went from, you know, Super Bowl champ to a uh, four win team in yeah. three years. And so like, that was not a flattering, uh, you know, portrait yeah. <laughs> uh, of the organization. And so, you know, you, you, you always want to do, I, I don't like the homers, you know, I don't like, I don't like anyone who covers the team and it's just like, everything's great. Um, you know, just kind of spitting what the coach or, uh, the GM says all the time. I, I always like somebody who's covering the team well, but looking at it with a critical eye and willing to criticize the team when they're, uh, you know, making mistakes and, uh, doing things poorly and so that that that's kind of a big part of it as well who's the who's the who's the best gm in the league go quick the best gm in the league i would say right now uh, either brandon bean of the buffalo bills yeah uh or i think andrew i think if if we do this interview next summer (laughs) i think we could be saying andrew barry 
of the Cleveland Browns. I think both those guys are really smart. And, um, you know, a lot of it, we always judge GMs by like, all right, who had the best draft picks? Really, what I've learned over the years Mm -hmm. is that like that is an aspect of it. But so much of it is just who's like a good leader, like who's creating a good culture where all the scouts, the coaches and players are like, hey, you know, I I like this guy. Let's all pull in the same direction uh, because of this guy, because there's so much politics in these NFL organizations and there's so much infighting for blame for credit that I think the best GMs are just sort of the down to earth good leaders and I think both those guys are, are, are okay. very good I'm a little upset you didn't mention Chris Ballard but I will not <laughs> he's take good it he's definitely slight, got that quality for you know sure. well yeah. because yeah we had Ryan Grigson before which I think was one of the <laughs> right. worst GMs in history but obviously because uh, I followed him so closely and then so to go from like Ryan Grigson to Chris Ballard is like it's just insane so um so I just wanted to see kind of really quick like if I asked you that question really quick <laughs> but those are good answers because yeah I I think I think the Browns though it's definitely Stefanski right like it's the coach I think that kind of changed a lot there but obviously that has to do with the with the GM as well but yeah the Browns are I'm I'm scared of the Browns put mm. it that way I'm scared to play the Browns basically yeah, it was interesting going there because you like you, you know you can sort of just feel that this franchise has sucked for so long and their fans are like beaten down. You know, it's like I forget what it was. I mean, it was like 17 years where they didn't even make the playoffs, and you know the like in a row. And you know the NFL is set up where that's hard to happen. If you yep. suck, you get the first pick, and you know in the next year's draft, yeah. and then yeah. you're back in there. So to go through that many years and you could just feel it, but then you're like, well, you know, they're pretty stable. They're pretty competent right now with the coach and the. G- and so I, I think it's taking their fan base some time to sort of get used to that after all those years of losing. But yeah, I think they're uh, I think they're in good shape here for the next few years. Okay, so uh, Trevor Lawrence bust, right? It's gonna be he's gonna be horrible, right? I would. I'm not as high on him as others. I would say. Oh really? You know, I, okay. I, I think yeah, he's got all the physical tools. I'm not an Urban Meyer guy. Who, Me neither. The, yeah. Uh, who's, the, who's the coach down there? So I think it could be ugly this year. It could be ugly for a few years. Mm. Um, you know, I think he's got a high floor. Like he, he'll definitely be sort of a Matthew Stafford type. Yeah. You know, at the very worst, and uh, certainly he's got a high ceiling where he could be awesome. I'm just probably not in that same boat saying that's definitely going to happen as uh, maybe some some other people might be. What about uh, Zach Wilson? Just as one and two, what? And I know you saw the Jets. So what? What did he? Did he look good live? What? What, what was? What was going on over there? What I like about him is that he's not afraid. Like he's got a cannon of an arm, and you know he he you, he plays like he knows he has a cannon of an arm. So ah. it's like you know like throws that you're like, all right, you know maybe you shouldn't attempt that or that's high degree of difficulty. He's just like I've got this, and uh, he can make those. So I think it's going to be fun for Jets fans to watch him. I think there will be you know, games where if you have Jets fans in your life, they'll be like, you know, this guy's going to be the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. Oh, but okay. um, yeah. they're not set up well. So their nope. offensive line is not great. And so I, I think he'll throw a lot of interceptions, but I'm kind of on the fence about him. I don't, I don't have a strong take either way. I think he'll have some weeks where you love him and other weeks this year where you're probably like, all right, he's making a lot of mistakes. Okay. So which team had the best draft this year? Did you already, I don't know if you said in an article or whatever, do you, did you think about this at all? I mean, I'm sure you did. Like what, what, what team stood out to you this year? I did. Uh, you know what? I, I actually had to write an article where I graded uh, all the team's drafts. And, That's no, why, yeah, to... I was like, I'm sure you, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you went through every single team, every pick. I just, you know, I, I wasn't sure. I didn't want to make you feel like, oh wait, I didn't do that. Why did I ask that? So I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I definitely did. Um, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm actually trying to see if I have it. 
here uh, somewhere where I could uh, pull it up and tell you exactly who I liked. I, d- I did think that the, um, you know, the Browns, I thought, did a good job. I'm looking at it here. I thought the Falcons uh, did a pretty good job. You know, they got this tight end who, if Pitts, anyone's yeah. playing fantasy, yeah. Kyle Pitts, yeah. uh, which is unusual for the fourth overall pick. But um, he's sort of, uh, you know, it could be kind of an all-time type uh, prospect. I thought the Ravens did a good job. You know, they're another team where you were asking the best GMs. I think they're just a very oh. well-run uh, organization. And so, um, you know, what they do, a lot of GMs think that the best way to kind of perfect the draft is you trade down and you just get more picks because it's such a crapshoot sometimes. Like everybody's going to miss. There's mm-hmm. a random randomness to it. There's a luck to it. And so I think the Ravens have done a pretty good job of sort of um, embracing that type of philosophy. So those are some of the the names yeah. I'm looking here that came to mind. Shield, it's a pretty generic question, but who do you see ending up in the Super Bowl this year? Well, I don't know if he's given his picks yet. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, no, uh, I am. I just, I just oh. see, see this because you, I got to get you that athletic subscription so you didn't oh, get to read see, uh, that. The, yeah. the, the paywall. I, I try to scroll I, down. I, I, it's I like just, pay me money. I'm like, oh my god, I can't even read what's going on. <laughs> I just had to, uh, to. I just kind of did it today. I did like a you know wow. a 32 bold predictions article, and so in that I made my Super Bowl. You know, I went chalk. I, I don't like going chalk. I picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, which, you know, mm. if I can avoid that, I like to avoid going mm. with the favorite because, I mean, who's going to remember? You know, if the Chiefs win the, win the Super Bowl, <laughs> you you're not going to be saying, right. yeah, you're not going to, no, no, you're not going to be saying, oh, she'll pick that. You're going to be like, I mean, like, who cares? If <laughs> I would have picked, you know, right. like the Chargers... And they would have won the Super Bowl. You've been, we got to have Sheila on again. What a prediction by that <laughs> oh, guy. Oh, yeah, you're trying to get popular. Yeah, 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 so I usually yeah, I like to on. go the other way. But, uh, you know, I just feel like coming off of the Super Bowl loss, they're going to have the right mindset. You know, I think they upgraded their offensive line. Their offense is going to be great with Patrick Mahomes. And so I picked the Chiefs to beat the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I, the Super Bowl is my official Super Bowl prediction. What so so let me ask you so what is gonna get the Packers to the Super Bowl? Like I don't get why I, I like Aaron Rodgers and I like the Packers, right? But it's the same thing every year, whether they get to the divisional or they get to the NFC championship game, and then better teams beat them, right? Because mm. their team is not great. And and so you're saying they're gonna go to Super Bowl this year. What was the reason what, what's the biggest reason why this year they're gonna get over that hump? Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, it's been two years in a row. They get to the NFC Championship game, and then, and then they sort of get outmanned there. I mean, my thing is sort of like, you know, there are maybe eight teams that can get to that last uh, championship weekend, right? Whereas the AFC title game and the NFC title game, like maybe maybe eight, maybe ten teams. And so I, you know, it's really hard to get there. And so you, you reduce the pool you're picking from and are like, all right, what are the teams that can be in the mix? And then it's like a one game thing. And there's so yeah. there's randomness. You could get a terrible call. You could get a fluky turnover. Like just think about the luck involved when like a guy fumbles and it's like, oh, it's all right, insane. fall on that. It's insane. You know, it's like yeah. not a skill. It's just no like, way. all right, how did the ball bounce and who landed on it's it? It's one that game. Yeah, it's one right. game. It's yeah. like, it's, yeah, right. it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So, so I, I'm like, you know what? The Packers have been in the mix two years in a row. It's They're time you're saying, okay. Yeah. The last two years. So it's just like, maybe that randomness goes their way. 
a little bit this year. And also, I, I do think there's a chance that their defense is better. You know, I think their defense has let them down. They made a change at, at defensive coordinator. I didn't think their defensive coordinator did a great job. No. I think they have talent uh, on defense. So, you know, there's a chance that maybe the, the change there gives them a little bit of an upgrade. And then, you know, maybe they maybe they just get a little bit lucky uh, in that one game, one game NFC championship. And, and this year they get to the Super Bowl. That's all. Did you did you have um like did you think about AFC Championship and, and NFC Championship? Did you think of the Final Four teams, or you were just getting the two for the Super Bowl? Yeah, I didn't I didn't pick those uh, okay, officially, okay. but you know I can tell you I just think in the um, AFC I think it's going to be a, a repeat of last year, and again Bills, I hate Chiefs. going chalk, okay. but uh, yeah mm-hmm. I think the Bills are loaded. They brought you know pretty much everybody back. They're well coached, and so I think they're going to be there. Um, Colts almost beat them last year. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, I think they're going to be there with the Chiefs, and then in the NFC, I think there are you know three teams that can uh, get to the Super Bowl or three favorites, and that and that's the uh, the Bucks, the Packers, and I think the Rams are sort of my uh, you know they've gotten hyped up a little bit with that yep. Matthew Stafford trade, but I'm kind of buying the hype where I think they have a pretty high ceiling where if things go their way, it would not shock me to see them uh, in the NFC title game or in the Super Bowl. Absolutely. I was dying for Matthew Stafford. Like when it mm. before it went, I was like, oh my God, let's get Stafford. I just didn't think Ballard was going to pay enough. But, but yeah, man, when they got Stafford, I'm like, okay, that the, the Rams look good. So yeah, I kind of, I mean, I kind of agree with you on those, on those teams. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Shield, the NFC East still fucked. <laughs> As yeah, always. It's, yeah, it's going to be terrible, I think. I mean, like, if if the if the Cowboys had a better coach, I would feel really good about it. And I did pick them. I think they're going to win the NFC East. I did pick them. Mm. But there's definitely a scenario where it's like week nine, and, you know, they're <laughs> sucking it up. And I'm like, dude, I watched Hard Knocks. Why yeah. did I pick the Cowboys to win yeah. the NFC East? But when, it, when I'm in doubt, I'm just like, all right, who's got the best quarterback? Who's got the best offense? Mm. And I think certainly that's them. But, yeah, I mean, it could be like last year where it's coming down to the last weekend and it's like, all right, the nine and eight Cowboys are, uh, are your <laughs> every uh, year, right? division winners. Now like you've got those 17 games where it's weird. Yeah. So all the numbers are out of whack. Yeah, we're screwed for a while. It's gonna be a while. Yeah, no, nah, man. <laughs> this gonna, I just I just hope uh, a lot of teams with vaccinations and stuff. It's just crazy, like to think that uh, play, star players, right, or can miss can miss a very important game yeah. um, because whether they get COVID and they're vaccinated or not, or more importantly, whether they're not vaccinated and they have to sit out five days, right? Shield, if you're not vaccinated and it's close contact, that's correct. That that's right, and this is happening okay. to your boys. I mean, the Colts are the poster child of this. <laughs> you know, it's like, like their best players are not Aren't getting vaccinated. vaccinated. No, it's and, ridiculous. And so you know, it puts the coach in it because the coach, like, there's been some coaches. You know, Washington, Ron Rivera. Um, oh yeah, he's stern mm. about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because he's a cancer survivor. Yep. He, you know, he's he's like, dude, you know, <laughs> can you guys please get vaccinated? Like, yeah. you know, he and so he was stern about it. Mike Zimmer, who is the Vikings Vikings, uh, yeah. head coach who's like, you know, this ordinary defensive coach and it's just like all football all the time like I don't think that guy sleeps he's just yeah. you know the, you know a lot of the coaches are like that but he's even to another level he's like dude Kirk Cousins you know he's oh, like God. can you he's like we've given you a hundred million dollars yeah. or something over the last three years you haven't been that great we've made the playoffs once yeah can you please freaking get vaccinated so I don't have to worry about this here and he's been 
like very stern about it. And Cousins is like, well, you know, I might get a, he had some weird quote. I don't know if you guys saw this. Where I he's saw like, the quote. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's like, you know, maybe in the quarterback meeting room, I'll get a plexiglass divider. Uh, yeah. So that we're really safe. And everybody's like, dude, just get vaccinated. Yeah. And his you don't dad, have to worry I about guess, a is like a, is like a pastor. Yes. I YouTube yes. his dad and I was wow. like, oh, I saw it on Reddit and I'm, and I watched like one of his dad's sermons. He's like this big, like kind of anti-vax right mm. now, pastor guy. And mm. I'm like, oh yeah, right. he's definitely not getting vaccinated. Like <laughs> listening to his dad, yeah. I'm like, okay. Like I see he's just totally warped in that. Um, and I think Carson Wentz is kind of in that same boat of like, kind of, you know, that Midwestern vibe, religious, um, yes. just, and, and that's where it comes from. But it just, it, it surprises me so much that these dudes like fling their bodies around, like are willing mm. to put all on the line to win a game. And then it's like, oh, get a flu shot. And they're like, nah, man, I'm not doing that. Like, oh, you're not going to walk when you're 50, but you won't get a little vaccine. All right. Like, okay. It's to me, it's just, it's so hypocritical that they won't, you'll do anything to win. But you won't, but do, you won't this, do that, right? It's a great point. I'll, I'll tell you this one story. I was covering the the Seahawks, and they had a game in Arizona uh, playing the Cardinals. And so I was in Arizona uh, covering that game, and it was like a defensive slugfest. I can't even remember what the final score was, but I it, I, I don't know that either Six team three scored or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like very low scoring. Uh, I believe the game went to overtime. I'm pretty sure. And so, you know, after the game, you now you don't do this anymore because of COVID, but you would go into the locker room. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's certainly an awkwardness um, to that. You know, guys are getting changed. And there's like a, you know, there, there's <laughs> yeah. kind of a, a, a rules you follow about that. But basically you wait till they get changed. And then, you know, you go up and you, you say, hey, you got a second. And, you know, you ask them some questions. But at the same time, you're kind of just hanging out there. So you observe what you observe, you know, if, if, if yeah. two guys are yelling at each other, you observe that if, if somebody's like getting their, uh, you know, knee wrapped up with like massive amounts of ice and you didn't even know they were injured, yeah. you observe that. And so wow, one thing so cool. dur- during that game, I'll never forget this scene is that, uh, Richard Sherman, you know, he's got a towel on. He just took a shower. He can't make it from the shower to his locker. There's wow. two players. I remember Bobby Wagner, the linebacker, was one of them. And there was another one who, like, he, you know, Sherman had his arms around each of them. And they're walking him from the shower to his locker. And then so afterwards, you look it up. He had played every defensive snap because, you know, some, some positions you rotated and out. But, like, cornerback, mm. you know, you're in on every single defensive play. Yeah. Richard Sherman played special teams as well so like now you can look up snap counts and like an average game you know they're like uh, you know probably around 65 or 70 offensive plays and defensive plays but again this one this is a crazy game right went into overtime and Mm -hmm. sherman plays special teams so he was at like 95 to 100 snaps in that game and like his body was just done. I mean, he was, wow. you know, afterwards we found out on the plane ride back, he's getting IVs, he's dehydrated. And so like, you see that kind of thing and yeah. you know, that's the extreme of it. But you know, you're in these locker rooms after games and you're just like, dude, these guys put their bodies through so much pain and you know, they choose to do it. They get paid well, but that doesn't mean it's not like totally insane, right? What they, what yeah. they do when you just see them limping around afterwards. And so I'm with you. It's like, you're, you're making the decision to put your body through that. That's exactly you're what not, you're doing. Yeah. But like, you're not gonna, uh, get vaccinated. And then there's the whole, like, you know, there's the football culture where it's like, you know, 
these coaches are like team first and you know winning is more important than anything and it's like from a coach's perspective so let's say Carson Wentz or, or an unvaccinated player on the uh, you know Thursday of a game week oh. is a close contact to somebody they're out for the game. You're out. Like, right. You're you out. Know? Yep. And, it, and, and again, this isn't like an injury at practice. It's like something that if you are vaccinated, I think it's, um, you know, 24, it's something where basically you, you would no be negative able to come tests. back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You get tested, I think tw- two negative tests and you're good. And so it's something that's avoidable. And so you have these teams and really it's a lot of the quarterbacks. Uh, you know, I don't, there's probably a good story to be written about this. I don't know why it is, but it's not just Wentz. It's Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, you could probably name, Name, uh, Kirk Cousins we mentioned yeah. there's definitely like uh, I don't know if it's a third of the quarterbacks but it's a lot of them uh, that have chosen not to get vaccinated and it's going to be it very well could be a bigger storyline uh, COVID than it was last year because yeah. now it's like you know you're making these decisions and all of a sudden you don't have your quarterback for a game yeah you would think the opposite you're like oh well the vaccine's out so it's going to be easier but right. it's like no because you can get close contact every two weeks right that can um, it's it, it's unlikely but you that it's not like it happens once and it's like okay we're good for the rest of the season it's like right. no that can literally happen three four times during the whole season so it's like exactly so I, I it just makes me yeah it's like if you look at the Colts it's like Quentin Nelson Ryan Kelly um, Darius Leonard Carson Wentz it's like over half of our starters aren't vaccinated it's just ridiculous and then you see teams that are like 90 percent vaccinated and i'm like oh my god man like do you not i just don't understand the logic in it i get if you don't want to get vaccinated that's totally fine but when you're making millions of dollars and you're putting your body on the line in other ways and then this is where you draw that line in the sand i don't know as fans we put so much you know investment in this stuff so it's hard to like to uh, it's just hard to accept that yeah Carson Wentz would just be sitting on the couch or Darius Leonard just sitting on the couch because you didn't want to get vaccinated it sucks frustrating yeah for fans for I mean coaches are like beyond frustrated (laughs) you know like coaches don't like to take you know stances on stuff like this well you know I don't even know how to term it with like it's not really you know political or so like obviously it shouldn't be like any of that but usually if there's anything that's somewhat controversial they'll just steer clear but coaches are also obsessed with you know especially at the NFL level like with finding every competitive edge possible I mean these guys are so paranoid you wouldn't (laughs) believe it like I'll write you know I'll I'll I've covered practices before like a practice in May and then I'll write up something, you know, hey, here are my observations from practice. And the next day I'll go in and they'll be like, dude, you can't be writing that. You know, <laughs> you gave something away for our opponents. I'm like, you, no one has pads on. Like, it's May. Yeah. The games are like six months away. What are you talking about? <laughs> this isn't going to be the difference. Uh, but, like, there is this huge paranoia. And so yeah. for, for coaches to just be in this spot where they're like, all right, you know, I guess we'll just have to figure out a solution. It is driving them uh, absolutely nuts. Wow. Yeah, Fr- Frank Reich's answer to that today was they kind of asked him or yesterday, and he's like, "Well, you know, uh, it does frustrate me, but in the short term, it will it will pay off probably." He goes, "But in the long term, it might have some, you know, uh, repercussions." Just kind of basically saying like it, it you might fr- it kind of ruin some relationships and blah blah blah. And like mm. I get that, but. He's, but it's like, yeah, it's, I, I want like a Ron River. I want like, no, get like, get vaccinated. This is people's jobs on the line. Like I, I, so I, at right now I would want a coach like a Ron Rivera or someone stern saying like, we can't force you, but we're yeah. going to force you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, yeah, I mean, the league put like rules in place where you're highly incentivized to be vaccinated. Like, for example, uh, when they have a bye week, if you are not vaccinated, I, I, I believe and yeah, I can double check this. But if you're not vaccinated, you, you know, you can't leave like you can't go on vacation. You have to be like, I think, show up to the facility to get tested. Wow. I don't know if it's every day or yeah. multiple times. And so like there are all these incentives in place where, you know, I, I usually like crush the NFL for a lot of, you of know, course. the league, league wide stuff, but I thought they actually did a good job with this where they're like, let's put everything that we're allowed to put into place to incentivize them and then see if they, uh, you, you know, what they decide. But I, I'm with you, you know, like the coaches are bringing in people to educate the players, you know, yeah. it's fair, you know, some of them might not be educated. So they're trying to go above and beyond to tell them about, about it and why they should both from a team perspective, personal perspective, whatever. But like, there is only so much you can do. And with a, with a coach like Frank Reich, like he's just in the most unique spot because as we said, like literally it's your, it's your best players, it's yep. your leaders. Like if you, you know, he just signed a, Reich just signed a contract yep. extension through 2026. Like Darius Leonard, the linebacker is going to be like a bedrock of that franchise uh, while mm. he's the coach. And so it's like, you know, uh. I, I think they feel like there's only um, so much you can do. And other coaches are like, screw it. I'm, you know, I'm going to go all in and just, you know, and, and try to really put the pressure on and see if that works. And, you know, I, I guess there's no way that um, you can ensure the, the, the results, the solution that you're hoping to get. But now the NFL technically can mandate it right because they're a private corporation or no they can't or you don't know like i don't know it what actual have, it, it has to be collectively bargained i, I believe with the with the players union yeah and so okay. you know the players would have to agree to that which i don't think they no. would agree to okay um, and I, so i think that's the issue there Okay. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if they were like, you know, yeah. we don't want to mandate it because then stars might, you know, go on right. strike or whatever. So, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Really yeah. So bargain on. Okay. No, Shio, uh, last COVID question I just want to bring <laughs> up. Um, I can't remember if you told us, did you have to wear the tracker or something like that when you were at the, uh, you know, uh, when you were at, when you yes. were on your tour at the camps? I, I did. So I had to, you had to show a proof of vaccination. Uh, you had to, uh, show now this rule didn't really make much sense, but you had to show proof of a negative test within the the previous 14 days, which it's like, <laughs> you know, if I, if I tested negative 10 days ago, like yeah. I could, you know, I'm the, trust me, I'm not going out and being it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. If I were to be doing that, you know, I still would have that negative test. So I didn't understand that one, but you did have to show proof of a negative test. And then when you get there, you, you, they give you this thing when you check in, you put it in your pocket or uh, it's a wristband. And then when you leave the facility, you uh, turn that back in. And uh, I, I'm trying to think, at, yeah, none of the stops are you going inside the building. So like everything you're mm. doing, uh, that actually that's not true. In Indianapolis, they did have a media sort of workroom that okay. was um, cornered off. But again, if you're media covering um, a practice, you have to be vaccinated. So, uh, you know, everyone's vaccinated in there. But the other stops, uh, it, it was really just you, you check in, you're outside, you can do your interviews outside. Yeah. Um, and, and then you kind of just go home after that. Wasn't there a little, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, it was a scare, right? Like, yeah. Well, it's because when Eberflus got it and you text me, you're like, Shield was there. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Was that because our defense coordinator got it? And I'm like, or he was out yeah, for COVID. I had right. So was that, were you there uh, when that happened at, in Indianapolis? Like, <laughs> pretty much two days, like a one, like a face-to-face one-on-one interview, two days um, 
prior to when that uh, prior to when he uh, got that. Now we were outside and with Eberflus, you interviewed Eberflus too. What? Oh no! Be like, no, no. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, okay, but uh, you know, we're uh, you know, Mikey's sisters got us well stocked with the home COVID test. So like, oh yeah, I I could take those bad boys anytime I want. (laughs) We're we're an expert. It's a you know, it's a whole uh, you know, the kids like to look. It's like a little science experiment. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Uh, uh, I had, and I think I had to get another test anyway, just because I was going to cover another practice. And so I was fine. I was negative, but yeah, I was, um, I had never interviewed him before, but when you go to the camps, um, you know, they're usually pretty nice about, Hey, this guy is covering the NFL and he took the trouble to come all the way to our, our camp. Mm, like, uh, Hey, who do you want to yeah. interview type thing? Yeah, and so I was cool. like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll interview him. And so it was a seven or eight minute conversation again outside. Uh, but yeah, that, when I saw that a couple of days later, I'm like, Oh man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What are the was odds? that was that a uh, was that a story you wrote? Like, how would I be able to read that? Would that be on the Athletic? You're saying, or yes, yeah, that okay. was a, okay. that was on the Athletic. I wrote like a uh, you know sort of a ten thoughts or observations or points uh, about each team that I stopped at. So I did one. Oh, on that's the Colts. awesome! Cool. Uh, oh wow! You know, I inter- I interviewed Frank Reich and a Matt Eberflus there, and so I, I wrote something there. And then when I was in, at the other stops, Cleveland, uh, Baltimore. Mm. I did. I did pretty much the same thing at those stops. It's awesome. Wow, it's awesome. Um, I know we're rounding down here, but so as f- this is kind of off topic, it's still NFL. What, uh, if any, uh, media do you uh, in- engage in? Do you watch? Do you watch any ESPN, NFL Network? You watch Pat McAfee show? Like, do you? Do you, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you have to. Are there any kind of go tos, or you kind of put that out because you're kind of part of the media? Uh, it's. Question. Yeah, no, that's a, it's a great question. And one where I, I sort of like struggle with how much to consume because I'm like, I don't want to, you know, you don't want to have that group think where you're like, all right, everyone thinks this, this is what I'm going to write. You know what I yeah. mean? You're like, I, I sort of want to be like, like I'm being hired and paid to give my analysis and my opinion and my reporting. Um, so like, I, you know, you want to have viewpoints that are not um, following everybody else. So I don't, you know, I honestly don't think I watch any NFL programming other than games. I don't watch any of okay. the, uh, you know, ta- mm. talking, uh, not because like I hate them or talking you know, anything heads. like that. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, uh, I don't watch any of uh, those. Not, not that I wouldn't if I thought there was uh, one that was worthwhile. Now I do like the mic'd up stuff, you know, so I guess oh. that's what inside the NFL. Yeah, fantastic. Um, or there was that show NFL Turning Point where they really give you the full mic'd up ex- experience. Cause I think yeah. that can lead to, you know, good story. Like I can see something on there and then be like, Oh, that was interesting. You know, I should spark make a note idea. of that. Yeah. Yeah. That could spark an idea later. Damn, you have a cool um, job. Sheila. That's <laughs> awesome, dude. That's yeah. so cool, man. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I do that. I do listen to some podcasts. You know, there's the, um, around the NFL podcast. I listen to that too. Yep. I subscribe that's a, to that. that. That's a good one. You know, yeah. as you guys know, I mean, my take on podcasts is like, do I want to hang out with these people or not? So it's like, yes. you know, it, it's not really a case of like, you know, I need to be informed. I, I really want to like learn. And if you do, yeah. that's fine. But it's sort of like, you know, I got my headphones in. I, I'm walking to pick up my daughter from kindergarten. I'm in the car I'm mm. shaving, you know, like I, I want to enjoy that time. I don't want that. That yep. shouldn't feel like homework. You know what I no, mean? No, so exactly. Th- 
So there are like probably great NFL football podcasts out there where I would really learn a lot from and might be beneficial for my job. But I'm just sort of like, eh, you know what? That that's not why I listen to podcasts. You want to be the guy. You yeah. want to be the guy who people are, you know, are like right. echoing and parroting. You want, you know what I mean? You don't want to parrot other people. You want right. to be the exactly. parrot face. You know? Yeah, yeah. We get it. We that's get right. it. We get yeah. it, yo. Yeah. I might steal that. Be the parrot. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I just hey. made it up, but you know what, man? Be the just, parrot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give me a discount for uh, the athletic, and uh, we're all set, man. That yeah, might be. Yeah, set. was that on Ted Lasso? That might be Ted Lasso, or I don't know. He might have already taken that one. Maybe like I didn't watch. Him. I haven't watched season two yet, so I don't. Okay. Wait, yeah. So, so going aside, what um, what movies or shows have you been watching? What are you? What what are you? What are you? What are you, what are you diving into there? I am a, I am much more of a TV guy, as uh, okay. as Uncle Mike knows, yeah. more so than a movie guy. You know, I think okay. what happens is when you have kids, maybe this doesn't happen to everyone, like the attention span just sort of shortens. You know, like okay. the prospect of like putting kids yeah. to bed and then it's like nine o'clock and it's like, you know, like for instance, on our uh, podcast, Birds with Friends, like we did this exercise in the summer where I basically said what I just told you guys. I'm like, listen, I don't watch a lot of movies. I haven't watched a lot of movies in like oh, the last, I saw, yeah. yeah, we saw those. Yeah. 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 So in the last Instagram. five to 10 yeah. years, you know, make some recommendations and they're, and like the, you, I'm sure you guys have seen this movie. I know uh, Uncle Micah, City of God. Are of you guys yeah. a fan of that movie? Of course, okay. yeah. So, so this one got voted up more than like any other by our wow. audience. And, you know, so I'm like, all right, I have to watch that, okay? Because I don't want to be a complete jerk where you yeah. ask the audience mm. to do something and yeah, then you're sure. like, screw you, I'm not doing it. I mean, you know, no. I do kind of like that heel uh, mentality, but okay. I, I, you know, I think that, that would probably be a step too far. But like when I'm coming down at nine, you know, and you've worked and the kids have been a oh. little nuts and like, I don't want to sit good, like sit down and watch two hours of City of God on like yeah, Wednesday Yeah, oh night. my God. It's yeah. three hours. Yeah. Whatever. That's a yeah. Long one. <laughs> that's a great so, that, that's a great way to break it down. It's yeah. like a different life. It's like, you know what right. I mean? It's like if you have kids yeah. and, and you have this job and, and then it's like, oh my God, yeah, I'm gonna sit down. You wanna watch something kind of light and you don't have to right. invest a lot in and you can kind of flip and flop, watch a little Ted Lasso. Exactly. And then, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. I, if I if I'm checking my like a lot of movies, twenty minutes in, I'm checking my phone. Wow. Right? And if that's happening, oh, man. you know, if that's happening, then it's like all right, there's no way I'm getting yep. through uh Two hours of this. So shows, uh, yeah. Ted Lasso. We liked a, we liked White Lotus. Uh, oh yeah. Quite a bit, you know. Oh yeah. It was just like, all right, you're taking me to Hawaii. I'm at oh. a resort. Some weird stuff's happening. The characters are fun. Like that's pretty much all I need. Uh, I love this show. show. Yeah, I love that. You one. liked it too. Yeah, okay, I did. good. So we liked the White Lotus. Uh, you know, we we still watch the reality. We do a little challenge. Uh, you know, my brother loves the chat. Like, yeah, like my brother, my older brother loves the challenge. I haven't, I haven't watched it, but yeah, people swear by it. It's been yeah, going on forever. Swear by it. You know how you can tell how much you like a show by like when you have whatever the DVR or whatever is saved, like multiple things, and you're like, all right, what are we going to first? You can kind of tell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, usually like the challenge is that for us. You know, wow. we're, yeah. we're in our late thirties, but we don't care. We will yeah. be grandparents, and we'll be like, oh boy, you know, geez, season like, four hundred yeah. of the challenge. I'm in, dude. You will. Like my brother was like, dude, you got to watch a season or whatever. So I threw on like one, like a, from a year or two ago, and I saw the guy, uh, uh, CJ. The guy is that, is that is that his name? CJ. The host, or there's CT no. who's on it. CT, and CT, CT. And I go, okay. I go, I remember CT from when I was like 18. I go, this dude's still doing MTV shows. I know I'm the like, name. Yeah, and I'm I like, seen him. dude, if you saw his face, you'd go, I know, oh I my know God. Who he is. Yeah, yeah, and I saw him on there. I go, what? These people, they made a living off of this. They yeah. just like, 
It's like, it, dude, it blew huge. my mind. It blew yeah. my mind that these, but Mikey, you know all these people from when right, we were teenagers. When we were little. Yeah. They're still doing the stuff. It's craziness. Wow. It's craziness. It's crazy. They disappear and then they come back. Yep. Yeah. So you, you, you're right. Now that you say it that way, it's like, these people have been a part of my lives for like you yeah. know, 20, 20 plus years. Which Mad I don't long. know what that says, but that's, you know, that's what it is. So, so just last thing, what was the, what was the best movie that you watched during your shield movie watching mm. thing that people had to vote oh for? Oh my God, shoot. I'm trying to think of I think I... I saw you post no country for old men. I think I saw I you did post like that on Instagram. That. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's I like one of our, that's like one of my favorite yeah. movies, Mikey's favorite movie. Love so it. you like that, right? I like that. You know, like I, I don't, so I'm not like uh, coming at it where, Hey, these movies suck. I'm mm, very yeah. much looking in the mirror being like, this is a, my pro- me problem. You know, like, yeah, like, yeah, no, of course. Yeah. So of course. Yes, I did. Sure. I did like, uh, I, I very much did like, um, no country, uh, no country okay. for old men. Yeah. I watched that. Um, but, so, but even that one, like that took some, you know, oh, yeah. I had to be like, all right, I got to get in the right mode. You like, got to get yeah. invested to watch that movie. Yeah, Absolutely. Like, God, this is intense. Like, oh, I need yeah, to man. unwind after watching that. No, so, no, no. That oh, movie is a yeah. experience, man. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so what was the best one you'd say? Do you, do you, do you, do you have one that you're like, wow, how have I not watched this or, or, or whatever? That was a good one. Now, this one, listen, this is not going to be a critically acclaimed, but th- this lends itself to what I was just saying, sort of the mind you're in when you're in sort of the state that uh, I'm in in my yeah. life where you're like, I'm just going to sit down for 90 minutes. Uh, you guys are probably going to have a feel. Listen, feel free to make a no. parody of this. Or, uh, <laughs> Chef, we really enjoyed oh, Chef. Love Chef. Chef was fantastic. Are you kidding me? You know John Favreau? Favro, little road trip, some food, yep. like you know, some Chef family was great. angst. Uh, you know that that's kind of the formula that I'm looking for at this point. That's so, a yeah, really I, easy I movie to that. like throw on. Yeah, sorry, to but digest, I'm saying yeah, yeah, like what from what you were describing, Chef is like a perfect movie for you to throw on at right. that nine o'clock, and it's like easy to watch. Yeah. It's but it's good. It's well made. It's like. It, it was actually critically acclaimed. Like, it, it has yeah. great reviews, Chef. So, oh, good. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. So, yeah, you are not in the uh, minority there. People love Chef, yeah. But I know Ashiel is in the minority of. What? And, uh, Uh-oh. What is it? And uh, <laughs> I think I texted you and Jess about it, but I just said, you know, I think one of these days you just got to go back, Sheil. You got to do it. What? Tropic Thunder. He doesn't like it? Stopped it, right, Sheil? Didn't you stop? Listen, it was the no! twenty minute test. You know, twenty minutes oh, in. No. What the first twenty uh, minutes is amazing in that movie, <laughs> man. What? I know. It was just one of those. I things. never said my opinions are good. I never said I'm right. We watched twenty minutes and we said, all right, I'm gonna move on to something else. And oh, I texted them and man. I go, guys, Robert Downey Jr. alone. Dude. But like, obviously, we 2005, like 2007, that was seven. I think that is. Oh right? yeah, 2007. I was just gonna say seven. Yeah, So obviously, we were like, you know. 20 but still like that's like one of like us and like our friends like favorite comedy so it's a little bit different and you guys are only a few years older than us but that one is there's it there's magic in tropic thunder and it's so fast-paced that i'm surprised that like you turned it off and after 20 minutes it's not like that movie takes a lot to get going it starts with uh (laughs) You with know, the, with, with the, the trailers with and Al everything. Pacino going yeah. pop that, you know yeah. what I mean? Like Al Pacino. You're like, what you know is what? this? Yeah. I'm gonna blame Sister Jess. I feel like okay. if you were watching it by yourself, she'll maybe you would have got along. Maybe you would have uh, warmed up to it more. I'm gonna blame her on that one. I'll give you the mulligan on that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, get the mulligan. Uh, I am very prone to uh, peer pressure. So yeah, if like you came down and we're like we're watching this, 
and you were cracking oh. up or, you know, like that, then I may, you know, you're right. Then maybe I would have, uh, given him, you know what, uh, maybe, maybe we can revisit, uh, that one. I'm sure next off season, this whole bit is going to be, uh, carried over <laughs> once again, where I'm going to have to revisit some of these yeah. movies. So maybe that's one we True. can go back to. Well, that's what I'm saying. Shio, we're going to, uh, next time Mikey goes down to Philly or whatever, like yeah. in the, we're going to give you a couple movies to watch yes. during the off like season, that. you know? And then you come back on yeah. and you give us your honest opinion and we'll either rip you apart or we'll agree with you. It's, it's that sounds good. pretty simple. That's that's fantastic. I will come loaded, you know, as loaded out as I was coming for like some of these football takes. I was I'm just, just going to make sure. Yeah, 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 I'm going to yeah, be buttoned up with my notes. I'm going to be yes. ready. You know, we'll be yes. like one of these debate shows. Uh, yes. Tropic Thunder sucks. They make a yeah, fart dude. joke. I'm asleep 20 minutes in. Yes, you know, give I love me a- it. <laughs> That'd be, uh, that'd be fantastic. That's perfect. Oh, it's so good, man. That is so good. That's gold. We'll do it. All right. Well, Shield, we've had you for a little while, so thank you for your time. But really quick, can you just plug, you know, obviously the podcast, uh, anything that you want to, your Twitter, whatever you want. Sure, sure. On Twitter, it's at uh, Shield Kapadia. Same thing uh, on Instagram, at Shield Kapadia. If any of the listeners are thinking about getting an athletic subscription. I did this big guide to the entire season. It's a 197 page guide. It's got a chapter on every team. You just go and download it in PDF form. It's got my predictions for every team's record. You just go to the athletic.com slash NFL playbook. And so you go there. If you don't have a subscription, you know, you'll click on it. It'll tell you to subscribe. There's 50% off, I think, a subscription right now. So it's something like $4 a month. You wow. get that whole guide, and then you get any athletic content you want. So whatever team you're a fan of, you know, they cover everything, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer. If you're into the, um, you know, the, uh, the the European soccer, they've got yeah. all that covered. So it's all included in, in the one subscription. So that's theathletic.com slash NFL playbook. We'll throw it in the description. That, that right, is fantastic, man. Yeah, so The Athletic has reporters for every team, right? It's like they cover all 32 NFL teams? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome, And then Shield just looks down at them, and he's like, all Listen, right. I'm doing yeah. national yeah, stuff here, is, all right? Everybody, you yeah, want to relax, ask me okay? a question? I might have the answer. I might not like Tropic Thunder, but who wrote the 197-page <laughs> report the playbook, on every it. team, okay? Every team. Uh, I love how I'm talking about a short attention span, and now I'm asking people to read 197 pages of nonsense. But you know what? That's how it goes. Now, how? Now how? just lastly, because I'm so curious, how long does that take you? Oh, God. Like, yeah. from... Like, how long does that literally take you to write 197 pages? Yeah, it took up most of my, like, May and June where it was like, hey, I'm not going to write a bunch of, like, daily or weekly articles Mm. for the website. I was like, I'm going on, you know, my vacation or my off time starts, like, the third week of June. Let me just focus on this. I'll turn it into you before I go on vacation, and then you can bring it out and publish it, you know, when training camps start, when everyone's in that football mode in uh, July. So, I mean, a lot of it, I would say probably it took me, like, one team a day. So, you know, each, each wow. team Dude, was about 2000 awesome. pages. So wow. it's, you know, it's about a month, uh, a month's worth of work, I would say. That is fast. And <laughs> I must say, I, cause Mikey told me this, you guys take the girls to ocean city, New Jersey, correct? We do. Yes. Dude. I grew, I went there every year since I was like six months and six months old. So like when I heard that, I was like, no, they're bringing up the girls in ocean city, New Jersey, that to me, and I'm, you know, 34, but that is to me like the most magical place just from, from, from a nostalgia 
aspect. So when your girls grow up, they're going to have that for Ocean City, and it is unmatchable. It's such a great place, and I was just awesome that the legend continues, <laughs> that other people are taking their families to Ocean City, New Jersey. It's fantastic. Listen, I think this, I mean, I thought where you were going with this is this sounds like a live pod opportunity, you know, next summer, no. uh, listen. you know. Listen, I haven't been to Ocean City like three years. You know, who knows? You got me, Shield. You know what? You know what? I'm coming. I haven't been in a couple years. You know what? I miss it. I miss it. I want some Mac and Mako pizza. Let's go. We'll set up a couple mics. We'll have a little beach pod. You know what I'm saying? mini golf? Yeah, a little haunted golf. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yeah, hopefully we can go back soon. That's awesome, Shield. Well, Shield, thanks for again for joining us. Um... You do awesome work at the over at the athletic. I am one thousand percent subscribing because yeah, I just sure. don't know how I never have. Um, yeah, man, really, thank you for coming on. It's been way too long, and you were super informative. Like this was you came and you brought it. I'm just I'm just throwing that absolutely. Thanks, guys. It was fun. Thank you for having me, and uh, I will be inviting myself on in the near future. Nice. Any time. Thanks, Jill. All right, see you guys. First of all. Uh, that was a fucking great interview. Amazing. Oh my God. Shook body and nailed that out of fucking Bob Pack. The guy okay. just knows his stuff, Mikey. He knows his stuff. It was like, oh wait, is he on our show of just two ex addicts who like to talk about movies and other shit? Or is he on fucking first take with fucking Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith? The guy was so professional. He is. He's as pro as they come. He's as pro as they come. Yeah. He was very informative. Um, I liked. Why are you laughing? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm talking about the interview. I thought he was... I like the insight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I liked the insight of it. He's a good brain to pick uh, all season long. Yeah. Like he was dropping stories. Yeah. He was like, you know, he told that Richard Sherman story. That was fucking mm. awesome. I never thought about that. He's like, there's a whole world that you see behind the, you know, facade of the NFL lifestyle and stuff. He's like, you're, you're in the locker room waiting to interview these guys and... You're seeing them fucking icing up, and you don't even know they were hurt. And that you just so it was it was cool to to get that, you know. Yeah, I mean, and and to think that like you can't write about everything, you want to, right? But you just can't. You gotta have. There's gotta be limitations, right? Uh, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. He's he's gotta like you know be like okay. I saw. Well, that's all I was gonna. And I was gonna bring this up, and I didn't. <laughs> On Pat McAfee's show, when AJ was uh, filling in this week, because mm. Pat McAfee got mm. COVID. Shout out to Pat McAfee. Hope he's okay. Um. They were saying how in the locker room, the reporters come in the locker room, like she was just All saying, right? And he's like, there's a lot of gazers out there, okay? Wow. Basically saying that, because he's like, listen, a lot of these players, like, some of them you could tell, like, they'll get, they'll finish the game, go shower, they'll fucking oil up and come out just butt naked and just stand there, like, just like, they're like. Don't give a fuck. Right? Yeah, yeah. They're like proud. They're like sitting there like, I'm a, you know, he's like, sure. See, he's like, some dudes like to show off, other dudes just put their towel on whatever. He's like, but you could tell there's some reporters that are, uh. Uh, gazers and someone, one of Pat's guys, is like, "Oh, Peter Gazer," and the agent hawk's like, "You said it, not me." Da da da. And they were talking about Peter King, I think, in the oh, thing, okay. one of the biggest NFL writers of all time. So it was funny that it, that they were saying that in the pocket. I was gonna ask you. I was like, "Dude, you ever, you ever in the? This is the underground reporter yeah, world here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. are there a lot of people who stare a little too long? You right. know, is there who likes to get naked in the locker room? Mm. What's your? You know, I wanted to ask him that, but it slipped. Our, you slipped your mind. No, I thought of it. I didn't oh. want to. Like, I didn't want to. He's very professional. He would have so loved I didn't it. Wanna, loved it. I don't know. I didn't want to like, you know. I get it. He's very professional. Cross boundaries. Like, but we'll text him in. We'll see what he says. No, I don't want to. I'd rather wait next time he okay. comes on. And then, because now it's like, okay. 
you, you broke him in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and you, you go, who's got saying? the biggest D? And then when he comes on next time, he's like, he's, oh, these guys sure. are cool or fucking, you know, whatever. These guys, I never met the man. Okay? True. Still never met him. That's a very good point. I virtually met him yeah. right now, you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was it. It was fun, man. I'm glad that we fun. did that for the episode. We've been talking about it forever. And, yeah, to uh, have him on right before the season was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, we now have a group text, and Mikey's going to bother him all the time. No, nah, I'm gonna. I'm not going to, but no, know, once in a I while know. I will. Sure, he's not going to give like a fuck. Like when something happens, I'm going to be like, eh, shit, what's going on, dude? What's your na- Can you give me a 197-page report on this, please? I know. You know That's, I mean? I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Hopefully you guys are. will check gonna out some the of the athletic. athletic. Yeah. Why not? You guys have a favorite team, right? You have a team that you like. Sure. And they write about them, and you can pay $2 and read about them. 50% off with the promo code SHIELD or whatever the fuck he said. <laughs> he didn't say that, but <laughs> I think they're doing a promo. But anyway, they the point do is, promo code. They always yeah. do promo code. Yeah. Oh, we should have one. Like, like hey, SHIELD, you set up a Fiends one? You know what I'm yeah, saying? dude. Yeah, dude. Well, now he's, we know we got to wait till he's like the president or something. Good point. So he can oh, actually make the moves. You know, point. you get in early, Mikey. That's what yeah, you do. Yeah, that's true. That's a you good know? point. We, we, people who go to college and finish college and mm. get good jobs, we just. We don't do that, but we leech off them. Like sure. we let them get in the positions of power, yeah. and then we leech, right? Hey, do you need? To, yeah, can we please do something? Right? To and get then there? they're like, "Well, okay, we we know you. Sure. We did your podcast. I'm your brother. I'm your brother-in-law. Whatever, sure. whatever the case is. You know? You're the uncle to my kids. Yeah, exactly. I love how you kept calling you Uncle Mikey. That's fucking All fantastic. That's all the time. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that's Brother Shield, man. And that was fantastic. And that was a great interview. Um, all right. So before we get out of here, do you have any other things you watched or anything? Because I. No. I mean, I do. Well, I mean, just for two minutes before we go, do you know? You don't want to do it? Do you have stuff? I have... Mikey, Mikey, first of all, I <laughs> Oh, bro, he's got that flash flood warning, son. Yeah, but it ain't for me, though. Oh, it's not... No, probably is. I don't know. It's... You didn't just get it? No, I didn't get it. Well, then I guess I'm dying. Maybe maybe I did. Oh, I, I wrote down one thing. Okay, what, what do you got? I started watching Reservation Dogs on Hulu with oh. Bobby Lee. Yeah, well, Bobby Lee's in it because I said he's filming. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like there's like four episodes. I watched three. It's fine. Mm. I like seeing Bobo, but it's is fine. Is he in every episode or no? He was in one. No, he's in two. He's in two, two out of the three I watched. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but he, he's great. I mean, I oh, can watch. I'll watch him in anything. Yeah, sure. but it, the story's okay. It's just you know how it's re- it's it's on a reservation. It's with Native Americans. Oh, there's some stories and something. I'm like, oh, I see what they're doing. It's nothing new. But how often do you see like a Kind of like a comedy-ish dry. It's more of a comedy, though. Okay. Uh, about uh, Native Americans on a reservation. It's never have. Rare. No, never have. So it's I'll give you credit for that. It's always something like tragic or murder. You know 100%. what I mean? It's never happy stuff. You know? Without a doubt. But it's they, never happy stuff. They, the, the director was on Tiger Belly. I don't know if you listened to that a couple weeks ago. No. Oh, he was on I don't know, maybe two maybe two episodes ago. I definitely don't watch every week no, or I, listen every week. I hear, I hear you. So it's, it's, it's definitely plausible that I missed... A tiger belt. Not a problem, no? but okay. they Bobby brought up that like because they they're watching the show that like uh, he's giving credit for the music choices and there's a lot of good like old school hip hop in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little you know what I'm saying a lot of yeah, Wu Tang and stuff, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a watch. Okay, there's only three ups out. Okay, that's all I really got. I want to watch. Um, it's new on Netflix. They're talking about on the PMF show, Pat McAfee show, Untold Crimes and Punishment. Oh, Netflix. Okay, it's a series, but it's a series of movies. Documentaries, okay? Oh. So they're separate on Netflix. It's not like you click okay. on it and it's a series. Gotcha. They're separate on Netflix, right? You got it. They're different clicks. They're, yeah, 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 different yeah. clicks. So it's like untold and then blah, 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 whatever. The one that just came out like a couple days ago is called Un- Untold Crimes and Punishment. Yeah. And I don't know much. They talked about it for five minutes and I kind of fast forward because I'm like, oh, I need to watch this right now. Right. They said it was one. It's the, a lot of them were like, this is the best documentary I've ever seen. Then they're stooges, but you know what I'm saying? Who knows? Like, mm. it's about 
it's it's in Danbury and it's a fucking mob boss buys a minor league hockey team for his idiot like teenage son or 20 year old son what and how the FBI was investigating the mob boss during it and I don't know anything else but okay. they were riveting I watched like 10 seconds of the trailer I go say no more I go I'm watching this right when Mikey leaves my house oh dude that's awesome I can't wait to fucking watch it oh I gotta he's watch like, that and it's a clip from like a newsreel and it's a young kid Maybe like our age, the mm. way that the news footage looks when he's getting interviewed, he looks like an Italian dude who kind of wants to be black. Those, you know, like the gaudy sure. kind of kids. Remember when we were up? Of course. He's like, hey, my name's Weber, and I'm in Danbury, Connecticut, and I'm the owner of the blank hockey team or whatever. And I'm like, what? It's in Danbury? First of all, oh shit. Didn't even know there like, was a fucking mob boss. It yeah. was like, and they were raving about it. And uh, yeah, so I'm, it's an hour and a half, and I'm going to watch it and I'm so see in. what's going on. You know what I'm saying? It's a good record. What'd you watch yeah. though? I don't have any, I didn't write down anything that I watched. I'm so sorry, dude. I just talked. I wrote that stuff that I want to watch. You know oh, well, I mean? that's a that's a good new segment. Yeah, I want to watch that. I want to oh, watch I, that. I want to watch that too. Uh, and I want to watch um, uh, um, Turning Point, 9/11. Oh, did you just oh, see that today? No. So it's on. It came out on iTunes. Okay. But if you have Apple TV, you can watch it. It's an hour and a. It's a no. It's a series. Oh, I think. it's on Apple TV. I'm in. Yeah. Okay, hook and what's the big, what's the what's the hook? Suck it. me in, dude, you know what okay. I'm saying? 9-11, Inside the President's War Room. It's one movie, an hour and a half. I got this mixed, mixed up with the Spike Lee. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that just came out, yeah. Experience the events of September 11 through the eyes of President Bush and his closest advisors as they personally detail the crucial hours and key, and then it goes, I have to click more, but this is a screenshot that I took, so. And Wait. it's by HBO, it's by Apple TV. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wasn't that so weird that last night at Vinny's there was that fucking... ESPN 9-11 thing going on it was on for an hour and a half I didn't see 9-11 oh, for real? Thing. well I was the uh, way I was looking you, uh, you were looking at the TV I was looking at the football oh, you game you know it might be came before you because before you, you came like a little bit later 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> it's not like because me and Gabe were just Gabe was like I'll watch fucking anything I'm like yeah oh, dude I can't shit. stop I, I was not there yeah I was not there no, at okay, that never point mind, okay. Never mind, never mind. but yeah okay. it's called Turning Point and I just Apple saw TV it. I'm in yeah it's well yeah like Apple TV Plus sorry that's what it's called yeah I have it no me too but I didn't know if you had it of course I want to make sure you dog. You need it. I kept it. I, I said, fuck it. That's after the, the year, after the year was up, after I got the Mac, I yeah. go, it's five bucks. It's five bucks, dude. Sandy days. That's attached. what I feel about everything. You know? I know, it's dude. five bucks, and you add them up, you're like, dude, I'm I paying know. like five five grand a year for entertainment. It's insane. What's going on here? And and legally and illegally, you know what I'm saying, dude? Well, you know, yeah, some take, people, uh, some people do other things, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I don't really have another thing. This was a pretty, very special episode. Yeah, it was, dude. And, very uh, special episode, right? Yeah, that, it, it was great. We finally did it, and uh, I'm looking forward to the next one. You fucking say that about no, not the next episode, dude. I to know. The next time we have, show. you're like, I'm looking forward to the next to, to the next movie. You're like, dude, John Wick Two just came out. You're looking forward to the third one already. You're like, well, they're gonna do it, and then we get into a whole thing about it. You know, it's fantastic. It's I great. like looking ahead. You know what? That's okay. That's a fair point. Thank you, guys. We're about to get into something, man. Yeah. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. So uh, be sure to check out the YouTube. Yeah, I don't know what'll be out. I don't uh, know. It might be out. I don't know. Well, just check the YouTube. Click the anyway. link in the description. Sure. Because it, it goes to our YouTube, regardless. Right. So that link in the description goes to our YouTube. We're starting a new show. We are basically mm -hmm. not not a new podcast. No. This is strictly a new YouTube show. It's only on YouTube. That is it. It's, yeah. it's what do they what do they say? It's exclusive to Netflix. YouTube. To Netflix, that'd be awesome. You almost said it. <laughs> it's just, yo, we have a Netflix. They gave deal. those two fucking um, those two black dudes at HBO show. Uh, yeah, Remember a I know. Years ago, yeah, yeah, that's just right. Just like commenting on stuff and being mean to people. Like well, that's all they this did. This one could be. A, what was no, I'm just saying. Like, yeah, but we're white, so but it's gonna be, be cool, hard to though. get. But. Imagine that, dude. Yeah, it was like a whole season of just. What? Uh, what we can say the name. It's oh, called Battle a, of the Verses. Battle man. of the it. Verses, dude. It's fantastic. And you're thinking verses? No, versus. No, no, no. Battle of. 
Well, no one says it like that. But <laughs> no, but it just it's a audibly, battle of the verses. Yeah. Who are we doing it versus? There's a battle, there's a versus. We can't decide, so it's the battle of the verses. That's actually a good clip to throw in. We'll talk about it later. A good clip. Well, it's a, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, there's yeah. no battle. But, but who? No, 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 no. But oh, who but is it versus? It ver- where, where are we going to throw that in? Oh, oh like yeah, during the show? That's not a bad idea. Oh. Then we'll talk about it. Wait, but like during the intro thing? Nah, or just later. I'm not touching that intro. No, thing. the intro's perfect, oh, okay. Mikey. Yeah, okay, okay. Perfect. Okay, dude. yeah, maybe we throw it in somewhere. Yeah, who are we doing it? Yeah, it's fine. Oh, we won't. Yeah, we delete won't. Delete the last 30 seconds. Edit out the last 30 seconds, dude. No, guys, we already have a new YouTube show, and it's going to be fucking fantastic. And we are very excited about it. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to get hot, but we're also going to be friends still. You hot know what I'm but saying? not, you know? Hot, hot but, but not. not. I like it. Guys, everything has to rhyme <laughs> or be a stupid, like, thing that makes no sense. Bat, who are we doing it? Bat, Bertle, Bertle Vasses. <laughs> Bertle Vasses. Bertle Vasses. A turtle asses. I turned to molasses. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we can do I that. I got to go practice. You should. Yeah. But we are going to heat up a little bit. We're going to put our lawyer hats on. We're going to put yeah. our debate hats on. And we're going to debate each other. That's literally My what's going to happen. My plate's coming because I'm hungry. You know? I'm getting hot with it. And yeah. uh, basically what we do, guys, is we just put we pit two things against each other in pop culture. Um, movie characters, movies, um, we don't know, you know what I'm saying? We it could really be don't know yet. Objects in movies, like, oh, we're best putting hotel. up a lightsaber against, well, it's not best I something. Know. I know, I know. Oh, well, once we have two things, we can say, yeah, what's the best hotel? Absolutely. Sure. For our poll, because we put out a poll, We're putting out a poll on Instagram, yeah. So please, vote on the Instagram poll. Oh, we need to check that soon, because... No, 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 we're good. Uh, 10.30, I put it up. Oh, no, I put it up like 11. Oh, did you? No, 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 we're good. We're oh, okay, good, we're good, sorry, we're good, we're so good. we have hours. Okay. Uh, we're All not, right. Mikey, yeah. set it and forget it. No, but I didn't want it to run out, and then what if we never get the freaking things? Okay. Um, yeah, so guys, please follow us on Instagram at Two Dopeless um, and just vote. Just click the little, oh, what is this? Just vote on it. It's going to help we, the show. We need yeah. the votes to put the argument to bed. Sure. And Even though most of you are dumb and it's not going to be accurate, but it's fine. We, it, well, we need people I'm to joking, vote. I'm joking, dude. No, no, we, we need, need your vote. vote. It doesn't matter. We need your vote. They can be dumb. They can, they can become. It doesn't matter. It's you like know? the family feud or whatever the fuck it is. You know? it, that's go, it. Not you, just, family feud, but. You, you fucking ask 100 dumb idiots and <laughs> they're going to answer, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> it's on there. It's one of the best. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we pit two things up against each other, and we argue uh, about which one's better. Yeah, which, what's the better one? What's the better one? Sure. And it's our realm of movies and stuff, yeah. so it's like, you know, we're not doing other things, because no. we we know this stuff. We're not yeah. doing best tennis player, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we're doing characters and things that we like, so um, should be fun. It's going to be awesome. So if one of us winds up murdered, just know that the other one definitely yeah, did Yeah, and it. it's uh, based on your vote, it so got thanks. Hot. Yeah, exactly. But please vote. That's all sure, I'm saying. Sure, please vote. It's fun. Not for president or your local government. I'm saying please no. vote for our polls. That's I it. know. I literally don't care about anything else for you to vote for, That's except it. for this. That's I it. I could care less. So we're going to get into it now. Um, be sure to check that out. If it's out, awesome. If it's not, just wait for it. And hit the su- subscribe button so you'll know when it does drop. Please, dude, just bump it up. Bump oh, and, it. and guys, we also started a Twitter. Oh, yeah. Um, I haven't opened it since the dash. <laughs> so I think I started it. I opened it, and then I don't think I went back to it. I think it. you posted something, and I haven't gone back to it. Oh, no, I posted something. The video. And then I deleted it because I realized I didn't post the right. It wasn't the final oh. version. It didn't have, like, um, yeah, it was, I was F9, like, idiot. right? F9? Yeah, it was yeah, the F9 yeah, thing. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, wait, yeah, where's yeah. the blood? Where's the other cuss oh, that I did? Yeah. It was like the first version I did. Fuck it. But we do have a Twitter now. I don't even know if we have followers. I don't think we have one. We have two followers. But yeah, what I'm saying is, you. yeah, me and you. Yeah, exactly. But we realized we need to just start a Twitter. But sure. None of us have done anything with it yet. And we don't idiots. like Twitter. We don't like Twitter, but yeah. we feel like maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll delete maybe it in we'll a come week. Or- who knows? But if just we're the only two dopeless on there, just right. search two dopeless guys, right. and it's us. It pops up our faces. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's it. Why not? 
Because um, yeah, we're, we're trying to go everywhere so we can spread it more, so we can get more subscribers, more listeners, all that basic bullshit yes. uh, that we uh, never cared about until a month ago. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, this is fantastic. Shield set us up. He gave us a password. Oh, it's hilarious. The password's dude. hilarious. Yeah, it's great. So nice. I love him, dude. All right, guys, we're going to go record our new show. Please listen to it, and we love you. Thanks for, you know, thanks for, thanks for tuning in. As always. This has been the, come on, Shield Kapati interviewing. 100%. Two. Dopeless. Oh! Fiends. Birds with friends. Word. I was too hell, 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 I